Hey guys, this is the Final Fan Podcast. I'm Ben. And I'm Top Listen. For all you granddubbers out there, this podcast is for you. And tonight we are rejoined by one of our favourite scouts that came on in season one. It's Dan. How are you, mate? Hi, guys. How are you doing, guys? You okay? All good? good, good. Good, Thank you. Thank you you? for coming back. You're welcome. Anytime. Anytime you want. All good. (laughs) So... As you, as you already said in the first podcast, we've been a Wednesday fan. Um, later on in the podcast, we're going to put you through your paces with a Sheffield Wednesday best 11. <laughs> Brilliant. Can't wait to unveil that. <laughs> <laughs> so, obviously, since, since we spoke before, obviously, we know you're a scout. Um, we've also just received, um, well, heard some news as well about. You're scouting elsewhere as well. Do you want to explain a bit more about it? Yeah, I've only last season I left Alum. Um, thank you for the time. Really good club, but also with curtailment. I thought it was time to move on. And then out of the blue, I got a message from a guy I used to work at Leeds United with and said, Look, I'm working a club in Cambodia called Solito Ancor. I'm like, right, okay, sounds interesting. Something different. Obviously, Cambodia's way, way away from here. Uh, time difference is quite funny as well, six six hours. And he said, look, when, uh, we come we come up from league like championships or they call it like they call it league one or C two they call it. And they said, look, we need somebody like you to come in, watch watch oppositions, watch potential players, do it on via video. I went, yeah, let's do it. So at the moment the Cambodian League on international break, um the club disappointingly are bottom of the league at this current time. Uh, but they did, they did win today in a pre-season game against the right, rival rivals called Tiger and Car 3-1. So we're hoping that the momentum will get us into league season starting again on Saturday against National Police. What a name, by the way. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not British Police Commission either. It's Cambodia's police. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. So do, do you like watch the games from home then and just think and just... Yeah, so basically on Facebook, there's if you type in Cambodian Football League, all their highlights from all their games and the national team are on there. So all I do is have a fixture list, find the relevant video, um, download it, and then watch it on my laptop, take all notes for, as I said before, like defensive plays, what the main player is, what style of play they play, formation, strength, weaknesses put it on a Word document for Gaffer and then email it on and then he tells them basically how to play against various teams. Um, yeah, obviously, it's not worked so far because the bottom at league. Um, I wish they'd listen a bit more, but as I say, they, they, won, a, they won a pre-season game today, um, friendly game against the rivals. So hopefully, they've, they've listened to coach and when I say we play national place on fourth and then we play some, I think it's... I can't remember, we play on 11th. Basically, it's like split into two because of, of COVID. So they split it into two. So they'll play eight, eight games against teams that are in that division. And then it'll split into a top six and a bottom seven. So depending where we finish, which at this current time we're bottom, and I'd like to say a couple of places would be nice, then we'll play the bottom seven again like a round robin. Then the team that finished bottom goes down. And then the team in C2 goes up. So hopefully, fingers crossed, the guys will get out there 
put Boyd back in net, stop conceding, and basically play to the plan and do as I told you. Wow, Cambodia. <laughs> <laughs> of all countries as well, yeah. You don't really Absolutely. hear about them in the football pyramid, do you? But that, 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 no. that's fantastic. I mean, the, the best... The best team out there is probably a couple of teams, just Preven FC, they're, they're quite well off. And there's a club called Visaka. And there's a guy called Marcus Aber, who plays there. If you're Marcus Aber, USA International, sorry, not USA, Canadian, played for Leeds United, played for, I think, Dundee as well. Um, Stephen Izzy played quite a few seasons for. And he's like one of the stars of the league, really. But they have got a lot of Local players who are, are decent, some Japanese, some Brazilians. There's a guy called Cristiano Douglas who plays out there. He's decent as well. So standard football, I would say, guys, is at about, I'd say, League One level. Uh, the pitches are a bit dry because of the, the climate over there. It's really warm during the day. They play like athletes, like warmest part of the day. Um, some teams basically will just sit back. Always at the part bus and they'll just defend and defend and defend. Some of the other clubs will come out and attack, but some of the games I've watched are oh, the dire. They're, they're really bad. It's really hard watching. But some some games I watch, I think, that's all right. But I'd say it's about a League One level, guys, to be honest. Okay. Not too bad, then. No, it could be worse. It could be conference, but it's, I'd say about League One. Okay. Have, you, have you come across any players whilst in your video analysis? What? Think you could transition to the top leagues in the English league? Oh, uh... <laughs> to, to the English game, full stop. Because it's totally—I guess it must be totally different yeah. to Cambodia. I would, I would say the lad Cristiano Douglas. I can't recall who he plays for. He would do all right, probably in Championship, League One. Obviously, Marcus Aber, Canadian international. He, he's played England before. I'd definitely say him. Um, it's like a lot of these players' names are all in Cambodian, so a lot of them. I don't know names of them because of the language barrier, but there's two or three who would be out there. I'd say, you know what, two or three of them would have a chance of playing in England, but a lot of them are quite accustomed to playing Asia, so like Japan, South Korea, Philippines, Thailand. A lot of the players generate from that Asian area, to be fair, more than coming over here. Fair enough. Well, it's one of them as well, especially in the Chinese Super League now, and which is mm. in that area you can just earn as much money as what you can yeah. in the Premier League right now. But I know Chinese Super League, obviously, are, are capping foreign players, capping wages, salaries, and they're trying to they're trying to bring it more in-house, have more Chinese national field. It happened in, like, in Russia. Russia did the same. They they put money into players like Eto. We went to Andrew uh, Makaskala and made a killing there, to be fair. Um, I, think other, I think other leagues in the future... When COVID decides to go away, I think a lot of other leagues will start to put money into into football and try and make it a, a big sport in that country again. Completely agree. Yeah, it's a big country like China. You expect to be in the World Cup every year, every time, yeah. don't you? Really? I mean, some of their managers they've had like Marcel Lippi and they've had Cannavaro coaching China, and it's not having a big name, but tactically. And language barrier wise, the Chinese players often need a translator to translate what Lippi and Canavaro were saying. I think that's where they kind of messed up because they didn't have somebody who 
could have their own language, understand what, what they wanted tactically. I mean, as we all know, China's a, ma- China's a massive country, both politically and in sport. And I, I just think maybe not this time, the time after China might start to rise again nationally within the national team. Yeah. They've been there before, haven't they? Yeah. There's not been been... many big names. The only one I can recall is uh, that guy played for City, Sonji High. Yeah, the guy who played the guy who played for Celtic as well, the striker. I can't recall his name, but the guy who played for Celtic, he was Chinese mm. as well. I can't recall who he is, but I know I know he played for Celtic. Yeah. And obviously, as you say, the Man City guy as well. Well, it, it was one of them a few years back. Well, a few years back and quite a while back now. Sheffield United had like a co-team yes. out in China and it was called Chengu Blade. Yes. Yeah. And I it recall was that. It was one of Kevin McCabe's ways of trying to find players in that area, what he can bring through to Sheffield United. Mm. And I think, well, <laughs> I don't think the Chengu Blades are a team anymore. I think they got nothing think, match fixing. Yeah, they, I think they got dissolved in because they're, they're yeah. all giving backhanders to all different referees and players and oppositions and that. Yeah. But out, out there in Asia, as you guys probably know or not know, it's prevalent out there. There's, the app is all over Asia, betting markets, small leagues. You know what I mean? Money money goes through various different avenues over there, to be fair, which is a shame. They can't yeah. win up pitch, they'll try and win it behind back. Yeah. Uh, well, looking at it now, I think Derek D are still our team, but it's no longer. I think it's called Chengu Tiancheng FC. Now. Right. What are so, they in? Are they in Super League or it's CSL 2? They are in... If we can find out. I don't think it says on there. No. Oh, it says was a professional club. So I don't think they are ah, a professional club anymore. Being, disol- being uh, yeah. dissolved then. Interesting. No, I remember Kevin McCabe doing that and obviously, as you say, trying to unearth some Asian talent and it's all right, as you say, if you're back going to that market, investing, because you might have got a return. Obviously, with Chengdu Blaze did pretty well, I think, the first couple of seasons at CSL. Push above the weight, I think. Um, but as you say, Chinese football is not the most cleanest of football leagues, we'll call it that. Yeah, I can, I can imagine. But it's one of them. Sometimes money talks in those leagues. You could even say the same with FIFA, with Seth, Seth Blatter and stuff at the times. I mean, sometimes you think, how Qatar got the, the next World Cup? Especially with, that. Yeah, especially with all the grounds, what they are now having to build just for it. Mm. Cities have like grounds. Building cities. Yeah. Yeah, literally. Yes. Literally building <clears> a city to, to, pack, like, to unpack it. And then some at grounds will pack them back up after and use them for some, and just take them somewhere else and unpack It'd be them. a tremendous shame, though. I hope they do do like a, a Qatarian league or even an interleague with a, a bordering country. Because I mm. remember South Africa did exactly the same. They built all those new grounds and knocked them all down apart from the big yeah. the main one. It's a terrible shame. So I hope yeah. they do something about it. Let's team up with UAE, do a UAE yeah. Qatari league. No, give it a shot. I mean, you could you could have a podcast, guys, about white white elephants. Isn't it? You could, we we could have a a for hours about 
different events like Olympics and World Cups and Euros where the bad stadium was yeah. built. And I think Brazil's a great example. Olympics and the World Cup, they didn't say me. A lot of their grounds now have just been left to to ruin, basically, which is a, which is a great shame. Yeah, definitely. It's the best in Brazil. Yeah. yeah. Their sport, their only sport in many ways, isn't it? Mm. Like we've got rugby and cricket and all that sort of yeah. stuff. But for them, it's just football. Oh, so so they, why not keep it? And they, they, they believe it, don't they? Yeah. I I feel that's why maybe it's another reason why Qatar shouldn't shouldn't have had it because like you said, will will these grounds live? And whereas if you come to England, if you go to Germany, France, etc., there's grounds what are there, there's mm. multiple thirty thousand plus seat stadiums mm-hmm. and accessibility. It, yeah, yeah, and it and it's it's grounds what are going to be there after because it's where teams play. Whereas mm-hmm. we're going we're going to a country what's well, it's not going to be well known for football, is it? But and it's got it's got its own league though. To be fair, Qatar All Star League. It, yeah, it's not. It's, they've got they've got some good players that play out there. To be fair. Well, again, that put that with that money. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very rich area, really, isn't it? It is. Yeah, I mean, it's basically it oil, oil, isn't it? Yeah, it says a lot when you can spend this much to build a stadium. What what might not last? Do you guys fancy that next year? Fancy, fancy going out there? Yeah, I do. Yeah, Jay, yeah, I, mate, yeah. I'm same as you. I want to go out there next year. Absolutely. I'd love to do some blog posts out there at the yeah. World Cup 22. I'd love to, but uh, will we? I don't know. <laughs> well, uh, it depend. Okay. depend a lot. It a lot of factors, as we know at the moment. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> So, touching on as well, a few, if, well, a couple of weeks ago was the York um, finals day, uh, mm-hmm. the New York, York game. And a funny story behind it, I was queuing up for my ticket and managed to bump into to Dan Mills. <laughs> and just, 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 out, just out the blue. And believe it or not, we ended up getting the tickets and they were sat next to each other. So even if we didn't meet, getting the tickets would have actually so each of sat next to each other in the ground anyway, which was quite ironic. And so that's when the Snapchat came through to me saying I've just bumped into this Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> Does not surprise me, Jake, in the slightest. <laughs> Don't surprise me. So. What what we are um, first overall thoughts on the uh, new stadium? You know what? It's a nice ground. It's a it's one of these grounds where you look at Rotherham United's ground, you look at the Keep Mo, you look at Brentford's ground. It's a similar design, like with multicolored seats. The one thing I didn't like is that all the different stands were different sizes. I didn't I didn't get that. But for York City, obviously they're in Conference North. If they get up divisions again. It'd be a good league. It'd be a good ground, League One, League Two, and obviously the rugby team playing a championship as well. So, I think for a, it, it's it's all the ground. Um, but as you guys know, Jake, you know this in terms of Boven Crescent, it, it's a long way out in it. Ben, also like you, you have to get yeah. a bus. You have to get have to get. I know me and you drove like but for other people. Um, they have to get they have to get train from wherever to York City Centre and then get a bus from York City Centre up to ground. So. It's not a bad, but I think a lot of clubs are going down this route where a lot of these grounds are like out of town, built with like different shopping centres, retail. 
I think a lot of clubs are going to do that going forward, really. Boston United, anyone? You know what? I haven't been there yet. <laughs> <laughs> but that's another example, though, I'm saying. Yeah. City yeah. Centre gone out. I mean, yeah. I-, I know York really well. It's Monk's Cross Shopping Centre. Correct. Um, I've been going to York for years, and it's my mum's favourite place when we go there. So <laughs> I said to her, it'll look a lot different next time you go, mum. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I think, again, the ground looks nice. But the reason, there's one reason why it's getting heavily criticised. It's because of their old, old ground, Booth and Crescent, was so different and fans loved it. Yeah, Without Booth and Crescent, I think it's a nice ground and it's a nice ground only, not it's city centres, mm. like their old ground are for Booth. You know, it, 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 and it is a football league ground, I think, in my opinion. Yeah. For argument's sake, when you look at Boston United, also with York Street, which has yep. been demolished as we speak, obviously they've gone to the, is it Jack Jackman? Jackman Stadium, yeah. Stadium. I think. I mean, I haven't been there. I mean, I'm hoping to go next season. A lot of clubs are, are coming away from like the traditional historical grounds and they're starting to modernise. Um, I mean, I'm I'm all for new grounds. You guys probably are, but you can't beat going to an historic ground, which has got a lot of history behind it. I mean, mm-hmm. Griffin Park as well with Brentford. Yeah. Also, they they've gone to their new ground. I just think it's just modern times. I think clubs are moving on, leaving history behind and making new history at brand new stadia. Yeah. I'd be interested to see if, if, the, if, if the government and the FA legalised safe standing in mm-hmm. the big leagues, I'd be interested to see what new grounds will look like then. Well, I know Old Trafford and Celtic Park have introduced rail, rail standing. Is that correct? The Celtic Where, have in one section. Celtic, no, Old yeah, I think Old Trafford are going to do the same. Well, they'll, they'll take seats out and put rail, right, rail, rail standing in where people can stand and watch yep. a game instead of seating. Um, a lot of grounds, as you guys know, you go, to, you go as much of football as I do. A lot of people actually stand when they should sit. Yep. So I think a lot of grounds, maybe in the future, will look towards rail seating to get bigger capacities, more people. I mean, yep. you take Brussels Dortmund, for example, and their, I mean, their stand without rail for fifty thousand is amazing the yellow wall and I think a lot of clubs might look to and think you know what if we can replicate a quarter of that or half of that we're on to a winner basically yeah yeah. but I think if they place it correctly as well because it mm, will correct. it will increase the capacity a little bit yeah in yeah the grounds, which will mean more money for the owners mm. which mm-hmm. is a good thing for them and for the club yeah which the police inside of it I think they're obviously too scared because they over obviously well that's what started it all but yeah if they place it correctly and why not do it? Maybe it's a way for, as you say, Jake, it, it, it's like, I've obviously been a Wednesday fan without Hillsborough. I mean, I'm only two yeah. or three years old when that happened and I've done projects and I've seen photos and videos. But I think, no respect to the 96, obviously who passed away, I think it's time to move on yeah. and to show that people can enjoy football while standing. And Definitely. this this rail, this rail seating, rail standing is a is a progressive way forward. Not forgetting what happened at Hillsborough at all. No. But in all the other grounds, like, you know, Dort- Dort- Champions League rules state they have to have seating. But mm. Bundesliga doesn't. That's why mm-hmm. the yellow wall comes in. They're all standing. Yeah. I'll give you another prime example. The Bombonera Stadium in Boca Juniors. Chocolate I think box. It's, all, it's all standing. Now, is the atmosphere... Honestly, going to be as good as it was on that Copper 90 documentary if we all sat down? Probably not, no. Nowhere near. Could, could you imagine the Premier League atmospheres 
if the ground's into safe standing. Not every single part of the ground. Mm. Well, safe they're standing like, section like behind a, the goal. Like, yeah, a corner or, a, like you say, a section at ground behind goal where, like, you look like in, like in Italy, the ultras, they have yep. a Kurinor or a a Sud, and their atmosphere is amazing because they're all standing, they're all jumping down, they're all with pyro and all the rest of it. And it, it, it'd be, I mean, I know Premier League a big thing with pyro and all stuff like that, but yeah. if we could just take a little bit of that from Italy and Argentina and bring it to England, more, more people might go to games and might watch yeah. a bit more, think, oh, like, because you go to some grounds, Jake, and Ben, you'll know this as well, being a United fan before you're relegated, mate, so I put that in a little bit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, go for, you go to grounds, like uh, Liverpool, you go, you go for atmosphere. Yeah. And if people are standing open, enjoying themselves and respecting police and respecting other people, then I don't see it being an issue at all. But no. somebody's, got, somebody's got to trial it first. And I think Celtic and United are going to trial it first and see how it goes, really. Fingers crossed. It looks good. Going back to, like we mentioned, the stadium as well. So, like we said about Booth and Crescent, mm. it, it's basically slap bang in the middle of York. And the new one is outside of it. Do you think, like, if we took sort of, if you look at the two Sheffield teams, for example, <laughs> Sheffield United is like in the heart of Sheffield. Sheffield Wednesdays on the outskirts. If if you get the train into Sheffield, you can walk to Bramley. You need to get a tram or some other transport to Hillsborough. And a bulletproof bus, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but it's sort of like again, because Sheffield United is in the city centre, and with the stuff what's around it. There's only so much you can expand before you have to move. So, if you haven't got that space, like, would York have had that space with how, what was around the ground? Is that is that one of the main factors where you think a lot of these grounds are now going to sort of the outskirts because that's where the area is. It's it's something where they can ex- maybe expand in the future if if possible. I think, in all honesty, the sound of death, I'm going to say, it depends on a, on a city's footprint, borders, Greenland, Belt, you know what I mean, Beltland, stuff like that. You look at other places like Wigan and Bolton, again, their grounds are very much built on retail parks as well, uh, just to name two. Uh, I mean, it, I mean how, how Sheffield can have two stadiums, it's, I mean, we're not that far apart, Ben, to be fair. I know you're more sensitive than we are. But then you had Don Valley Stadium. There were there were one upon a time, there were rumours going around that United and Wednesday were going to use Don Valley as a shared stadium. Um, obviously, it never happened. But again, it depends how far you go out of the city. I mean, some some grounds in Europe I've been to, the grounds are miles away from city centre, like Berlin, um, Marseille, just to name two. You walk in half an hour, fifty minutes, just to get to to the, to the main ground of that, of that city team. So it all it all depends on pl- like planning permissions, but I'm not gonna buy you with that. <laughs> and it's a good it's a good point though. <clears throat> well, yeah, because it's like if you look at Chelsea, for example, I can remember a few seasons back they tried to get planning permission where they are, mm. and I don't know if it's gone through what what's happened with it, but. 
the only way they could extend is a bit like Spurs, maybe knock some of the stand down, move mm. it, because where they're situated, there's there's sort of things they can't build yeah. because of because well, of in the in the Battersea is it Battersea <clears throat> Energy Plant or something not yeah. far from that ground? I do believe. Yeah, well, there's that. There's houses. There's I think there's yeah. A, there's a train train line behind one of the yeah. grounds, mm. and <clears throat> pardon me, it. It, it it does get rid of the history. It's like with Spurs, they they again, they had to demolish. They could expand, but mm. could if they, obviously they, they won't need to. But if they wanted to no. expand again, what what would they do? Could, could they do it? So I do think again, it's sort of where where the stadiums are based, especially these historic ones, mm. and if you have got room for extension, like MK Dons, for example. They could extend that stadium, no problem. They it's on my list. It's on yes. my list for next se- this season. I can't wait to go there. I'll be ringing you about MK. Lovely ground. <laughs> yeah. Is it? Oh, yeah. Whatever, whatever you do, don't forget to go around, <laughs> around the McDonald's. <laughs> Just yeah. walk, walk, walk through the drive <laughs> It works. <laughs> what do you, and obviously, fixtures have come out, Ben, for our teams. How, how did you find first few games? Is it, what you, is it what you expected? Um, if I'm being quite honest, I saw a couple of people leak sort of the so-called fixtures ah. like a day or two before. Okay. And it did turn out to be the first five, what they said. So, it yeah, it did get spoiled a little bit. And yeah, I, I feel like, well, it probably happened with a lot of clubs, but Mm. Clearly, there was clearly someone within United what's found these fixtures out before tell somebody mm-hmm, and it's just mm-hmm. got spread but I I always like to have a finish like if I, if we start the season at home I like to finish with an away game or if we start with an away game I like to finish with, with a home with them both being at home it doesn't seem that exciting uh, but if you look at the final game we have is Fulham and obviously, Jukanovic is one of Fulham's um, that's, um, old manager. managers. So yeah, it's yeah. already been it's already been brought up to be the Jukanovic derby already. Yeah. So that's the last games of the season. And that if if we're promoted, they're promoted, or if there's a chance where whoever wins that gets promoted, it it could be the Jukanovic derby with a lot of press, but. It's one of them. I look at fixtures. At some point, you have to play everyone. Of course, you have. The, the only now, sorry, go on. The only disappointed one I am with is again. I think we've only ever played them once on a Saturday in about twenty odd years, and we've got Blackpool away on a Wednesday. Right, and that's one of the disappointing ones because mm. you can imagine Blackpool away on oh a, yeah on a weekend on a weekend maybe four well, it could be worse. It could be Papa John's trophy, guys. Come on now, go get get some some love. I mean, we we our, our Papa John's trophies against Mansfield. Ad- yeah, Mansfield. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're playing your boys, Arrogate Town, and Newcastle's under twenty ones. Of living the dream. I mean, Papa John's trophy. I can see it in our cabinet now, sparkling end of season. Jake, think about Liverpool's fixtures. Where where are you looking for to? Obviously, next season, going to Liverpool, any any particular grounds or games you think, oh, 
I'd like to go watch that for Liverpool next season. Everton. Everton, yeah. <laughs> As you do, yeah. To, to Bramley Dock, yeah. Everton and uh, Man United. Uh, yeah. Well, I want to see Liverpool Man United fixture in my lifetime. Mm. Wherever that may be. Um, we went up. About Brentf- Brentford. Brent- Brentford. Yeah. Brentford would be with someone I'd like to go see. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Looking at the teams that you'd be able to get tickets for in the Premier League, I think Burnley would be, would be one I'd like to try and do. Ideally, I, be, I, I went there. Uh, I stewarded one night there, and I got some right abuse at Burnley. Their, yeah. one of their one of their stands got got wooden seats from the original stand. Yes. So again, Burnley's ground again is historical. Um, recommend going there. But like for us at Wednesday, I mean, we've we're playing. We've got Charlton away first game of the season. Yeah, I'd fancy it. Maybe try and get down and watch the first game of the season. Yeah. Um, MK Dons, as, as I've already mentioned, uh, that being a nice trip. Oxford United, Cambridge, yeah. but Cambridge on Wednesday night, so I can't go to that. Uh, AFC Wimbledon, obviously the, the, the club that rose and rose and rose from the from the or oh, from the MK Dons slash Wimbledon debacle. Yeah. So I've got a few grounds next year to see Wednesday, but at minute we haven't got many players, so we've got fifteen players on books and. I think there's a few more to go, yeah. And we can't sign players because we've got a transfer embargo. Oh dear. So we're struggling already. We hope we are kicking a ball. <laughs> oh dear. You chance Siri out? Uh, you blame him for this? There's a lot of factors. It's just not about the owner. It's about the running of the club, the people he's got working with him behind the scenes. We've not had a chief executive for since Katrina Mayita, the Belgian lady. All left in 2019, we're at CEO for two years. The, basically, the, the clubs try to spend its way like most championship clubs do to get to Premier League. Obviously, 2016, we, we nearly made it, but the army had different ideas, like cracking goal, giving me due. And I just think we come to a time where it cycles. Players go to a, a stage where they think, right, it's time to get rid. And as you guys know, Wednesday released a lot of players and last season. It, it's time to build again, really. Yeah. But we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and I guess he start laughing being out. Oh, yeah, Wednesday. Yeah, no players left. Yeah, let's have a good laugh. No, well, <laughs> th- this, is the, this is the thing, right? And I, I was speaking to a few of the fellow um, fellow blades. I am glad you did get relegated because it made. <laughs> No, listen, listen out, listen out. It made how Jake, Jake, did you hear, make sure, Jake, make sure you hear that record every time now. I'm glad Wednesday got relegated. Remember that. No, listen, I, I the, the fact that we got got relegated and you did, it sort of, it cushions the blow a bit for us, I think, because we're still a league above you in like, with, with that rivalry. But at the same time, it's like, I look, I look at the championship season now and we've got Huddersfield, which is a local game, but, that doesn't excite me as a local game. Barnsley, that'll be a really good local game. But as an away fan, you get lumbered into Barnsley Metrodome. So it's that, good, that, that. It is good, but trying to get a pint and queue back up. Three hours later, you might get another one. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, you got four pints in your hand and three of them are one. <laughs> Again, Oakwell's a lovely old ground. I mean, I, where I live yeah. currently, I'm not far. From Oakwell, so I do have a soft spot for for Oakwell. It's yeah. a lovely old ground. Well, as a ground, it's good, and especially as an away ground because you can get mm. like five thousand away away fans in yeah, it. Yeah, it, 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 Pon- it Ponty Road end. 
Yeah, it's just the policing of it. Like, why why does the South Yorkshire Police always have to put Sheffield United fans in Barnes and West? So why can't we get allocated a certain a certain few pubs uh, or whatever? So again, I'm not. It, it is going to be a good one to go to, but it's not really exciting. Hull mm. again, it's not the most exciting ones, but it'd be a good it'd be a good piss up. But I'm, again, the, the the two good games, which are close, are Rotherham and Wednesday, and they yeah. both decided they don't want they don't want to play again next season. So <laughs> I was going to ask, was Rotherham going down as well? The icing on top of the the glad cake. No, I I wanted Rotherham to um, beat Cardiff in the final game of the season just to make sure Wednesday gets sealed relegation. I was happy for them to stay up. I don't see yeah. Rotherham as much as the rivalry. A lot of Rotherham fans hate Wednesday more than what they do with um, United. That's so true. They, I don't see them as much as the rivalry. Uh, but the main one was Wednesday. But it's one of them. I am I am quite glad we're not, we're not playing the game because the last three has been dull and boring nil-nils. Mm. But you can't beat the the feeling you get building up to a Sheffield derby at the same time, especially when it's the next game. Mm-hmm. Everything goes out of the window, the kitchen, <laughs> the kitchen sink and everything. But I don't know. I feel like, I feel like if you did play as, even though you are in a bit of a mess, that, that all goes out the window. It's, of it does. It's 90 minutes and mm. you, you kind of, you kind of wish you'll, it'll be his first, game in charge we haven't got that wow the motivation like we have anymore so it's a different ball game I am surprised that we've not played in pre-season I'm surprised you know we've not got ready to go tonight we'll play a pre-season game it'd be worth it it'd be, it'd be worth it a pre-season it, game between it would us be. it would be but it's one of them isn't it? Um, would away fans be able to go to it would it be worth it in that aspect would it be just be full stop yeah would well, it just be Kind of July 19th after that, all the streets are lifted. So for me, if Wednesday night had played each other, either at Bramall Lane or, or at Hillsborough, it'd be a good moneymaker either yeah. way. Yeah. But Is that how bad you need the money, Dad? <laughs> Not me personally, but club <laughs> club might need it, mate. Yeah. Ask Chanzeri what we need. We, we signed a, uh, a kid with Macron this week, which has come out at Blue entirely. Uh, we've signed a, a multi million multi-million or multi-year deal with them which Macron's not I'm surprised but it's not a bad thing um, obviously as you guys know Wednesday's financial situation is dire I'm not, I'm not going to go into politics because there's a lot of rumours going around Hillsborough at the minute about who's getting paid who wants to be paid who aren't being paid obviously Byron Barron's come out this week and spoke to Athletic about situation behind the scenes I'm not going to comment too much on it but yeah we're not we're not in, we're not in the right situation at the minute financially but most clubs are probably suffering like we are. To be fair, with COVID, I think a lot of clubs have suffered, not just yeah. us, but because we're a because we're a big club in inverted commas, we weren't at clubs who were going well. We're a bit skinned there, but we'll see what next season brings. Also, we clear decks now when we're playing players at a lower rate, apart from Barry Ban, I do believe, and bringing youth kids through, and we'll just see how we how we get along. My expectation, Wednesday fan, just to survive. I'll be honest with you, I think if we just survive this season, then we can build again. I mean, you've got Dan McCanty on his podcast saying, oh. When's he'll go up next year? Second favourites. What book's he being reading? What book is he betting on? Because he ain't betting same book as I am. No chance. Wow. 
Yeah. That is sad for Wednesday down the third tier. Fighting for survival. But a lot of clubs have been there, Jake. United have been there. They We've have. been there. Forest have been there. Leicester have been there. Leeds but have been Sunderland, there. Sunderland, there. Sunderland are still there. Ipswich are still there. Charlton are still there. Portsmouth are still there. Yeah. Hartlepool were fighting to go into the Championship. And look where they are now. Well, they've just well, been... Yeah, they beat um, the goalkeeper Torquay scored. Did you, see, did you see that? Yeah, that watched it live, mate. As soon as that ball crossed our dipping, I thought that's keepers that, and it wasn't. He scored. I went nuts. <laughs> <laughs> but Hartlepool, I've been to Hartlepool, and like we beat Hartlepool in League One playoff final about ten years ago, and it's funny how things have changed since. But I'm glad Hartlepool's in Auburn Club again. Jeff Jones got a big influence, also we know Hartlepool. You know what he's like, Jeff. Um, yeah. I, I think they'll do well next season. I think they'll surprise a few people. I think they might be knocking on the door for League One. Momentum's a big thing. Yeah, yeah. and <clears throat> it is—it is one of them. It's like there's always that one team what you don't expect to do well. What does do well? Like you said, Barnsley reaching the playoffs um, last year. Even Peterborough getting promoted this year. They—they. Mm. They, wasn't one of the favourites. It, it were always going to be Sunderland and yeah, Ipswich and Ipswich and Hull City, and what they've done to get promotion as well. Yeah. Not not just to do it for the playoffs, but earn it themselves. Just shows how well of a season they've had. And but, no, no doubt their new striker or something will end up to Brentford. But Ben, you know this in League One, you need a goal scorer gets twenty goals a season. If you yeah. like John Johnson Clark Harris got what 30 odd 31 for people yeah. last season and Hull City had oh god what's his name Malik Wilkes he banged in 20 if you've got a striker and put in 20 to 25 goals in that division you've got half a chance I mean you'll know with we, Sheffield United we know with Steve McLean you'll be Chad Evans and that Dave McGoldrick just to name a couple there yeah if you've got if you've got a striker and bang that amount of goals in you'd half you'd halfway there but the only issue is, is when we first re-signed uh, Billy Sharp. Oh, he, yeah, Billy Sharp as well, yeah. I think he got, in his first season, he got 20-odd goals. I think mm. it might have been 22. And, we, mm-hmm. and it was and it worst, worst finish we had in League One under Atkins. So, yeah, it, it is true, but you have got to have some sort of solid defence. So, yeah, true. You know, you can't just be leaking goals because, again... Goals with Pe- goals with thing games. is though, Peterborough did. Peterborough's like a basketball yeah. team. They're all offense and then they go, oh, oh bloody hell, I forgot about I forgot about this bat line. <laughs> but this season they got away with it. Championship, they might not get away with it. No. They might get a few good idings, but it'll be interesting next season. What one last thing I I'd like to touch on, especially before we go into your um until the your, your Wednesday eleven is the Derby situation. So there's speculation that Derby and both Wickham have two sets of fixtures. So they are the fixtures now, and they're <laughs> having where Wickham could have a championship fixtures and Derby could have a League One fixtures. What do you think the outcome is going to be in terms of this? Well, end it day don't involve us. We're down. I think sporting merit would be that. Look what happened to us. We got a 12-point induction the following season after six. Derby have done the more or less 
the same thing that Wednesday did to avoid FFP. But I do believe Derby have done other bits which they shouldn't have done, which the independent panel may look at docking this season. But it's all a mess. This should be sorted last this should be sorted back in last season. So much so, so much fire whistle went, we knew we were going down the day after so they got all got in a room and sorted it. it it's come to a point now where you think if you if you wick them, you sat there thinking, right, we're playing League One, but we might have played championship. So do you change your budget? Obviously get more in front of TV. If you derby, you sat there thinking, could it? Oh, it might, might be League One next season. Half his players might go. Wayne, obviously Wayne Rooney's kind of said that if you don't, if they go down, he's going to leave. I mean, if players like Wagon, he might go. Um, the young, the, oh, I can't remember his name, Lawrence as well, the young, young Welsh yeah, lad. Tom Lawrence. Yeah, Tom Lawrence. He, he, might, he might end up going. So he might, he might be short-handed before season starts because of you can't your fans is in, in, in order. Yeah. It, it, it's going to affect fans. Unfortunately, fans always get punished, whether it's Wednesday, Derby. It, it, football fans is a mess. It really isn't. End it, Dave. If Derby do get it docked this season, then fair enough. But they'll appeal against it. EFL will appeal against it. It might drag on and on and on. And we all know the season starts August seventh. There's not long to yeah. go. Yeah, but it's just like it's just like with your points deduction that that that's been dragging on for years. It happened years ago, and that that took so long for the outcome. Mm. And then you got one outcome, you appealed it, it got hard. Yeah. It goes no, it, right. then, then it then it gets nasty and it gets vicious. It's like a vicious circle. It goes round and round yeah. and round and round. So I think if they make example out of Derby, if they do, like they did like they did us in a way, the book needs to stop there and say, look, if you, if you, if any club does it like does it does this again, this is what's going to happen. There's nothing set in stone. There needs to be a rule where they say, right, if you try and sell the stadium to get FF, round FFP, this is your punishment in black and white. Yeah. It's as simple as that. Yeah, that's the only way it's going to stop other teams trying it. Mm. I mean, Derby, Derby and Wednesday weren't the first, and if it doesn't change, it probably won't be the last either. No. Right, so what we're going to do now, just to finish off with, is I am going to share the screen with you. Oh. And we are going to give you... Oh, look at this. Oh, look this. at this. Oh, bless you, Ben. If it does some even a Wednesday, I'm <laughs> gee up. I feel privileged. Uh, so a Wednesday, best, best 11. Your best 11 since you started supporting Sheffield Wednesday, along with three subs and your favourite manager. And you oh, also right. get to you get to choose the formation as well. You don't have to be 4-4-2, right. whatever you like. Well, I didn't expect having subs, but I can I can do that. Uh, manager, I've kind of got a good idea. Let's go four three three, please. Okay. Must have been interesting. So, when did you start supporting him? What, what Since year? I grew up, oh, I'm born eighty eight. I'd probably say about ninety five, No pressure then. No, I've seen him in the right. Premier League. Yeah, then the Arsenal centres packing, and we haven't been back since. <laughs> <laughs> right, right so, so, I'll, so I'll go on. We'll start with the goalkeeper. Who we got goal in mind? Chris Woods. What a goalkeeper! 
um, ex-England international. Um, I don't know with Chris, obviously, plays for me other club range. I'm a big Rangers fan as well, so he played for both the clubs. England international, solid, solid goalkeeper. Fantastic goalkeeper. Chris Woods. Right. Yep. We'll start with a back line. Where do you want to go? Left back, right back, centre back? Left. So let's go left back. Left back would be Roland Nielsen, uh, part of the very famous Sheffield Wednesday 91 team that beat Man United in what, what was a Rumblows Cup final. It's now the Carabao Cup. Uh, we beat Man United that year, believe it or not. Swedish international, uh, very famous Wednesday player, and obviously played for Coventry and, co- and he's actually coaching in Sweden now as well. And left centre back. Well, they all chant it us, but you never get past Des Walker. So Des Walker goes into centre half. Um, again, Wednesday legend, England international, and also played abroad as well for Sampdoria as well as Nottingham Forest. When did, when did he retire? Was it 2003? Yeah, he retired about 2003. Yeah, he went back to. Did he go back to Forest from Wednesday? Yes, he did, and I think yeah. he's obviously his son. His son Tyler's at Mansfield. Oh, he was at Mansfield. Oh, he was, yeah, mate. Yeah. He made me dream a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, Des Walker, what a what a legend. So next to him, another legend, Nigel Pearson. Uh, <laughs> club captain in 91. Again, led from led from the back end, from the front. As we know, went on to coach Leicester City to survival. Yeah. Um, coached in Belgium for Leicester's nursery team and now is at Bristol City. Okay, just add on to that as well. One that you, people don't remember he coached was Carlisle United. And remember what happened I, on that day in 1999? Jim, Jimmy Glasgow. Jimmy, get ball. up there, get up there. Get up there, he scored <laughs> to keep it and make him survive. But yeah, yeah, oh, feel forget about that one. And then right back is Dan Petrescu. And if you guys remember him, the ex Romanian international and Chelsea player as well. Um, I think he's coaching Romania at the moment as we speak. He's Dan. I had to spell that. Pet, right, spell pet rescue. So P E T rescue, Petrescu. Without the E on the end. I think so, yeah. That's it, yeah, Petrescu. P- pet, pet rescue, rescue. yeah. So Wednesday plays, <laughs> plays the fun. Hey, it's that damn pet rescue, isn't it? <laughs> and then this one, I had, one, I had, I was between two players. But I punted for Jose Semedo. Is this at centre defensive mid? Yeah, I mean, I could have put. I mean, I could have put in Carlton Palmer, who's obviously ex Leeds now, now coach at Grantham Town as of next week. And if you guys knew that, Jake, Carlton yes. Palmer come back to England. Mm-hmm. Um, I could have put Carlton, but I thought I put Jose Semedo in because they'll get past Semedo as the old as the cops sing when he used to play for us. <laughs> and then the two, the two are. Next, Blasford pass, uh, Johnny Sheridan. Again, part, John of that, Sheridan. part of that 91 team. Ex, obviously, Wednesday, Leeds United. By God, we're anti-coach recently. Swindon, Wigan, coaching Ireland, I do believe it. Chesterfield. Chesterfield. Yep. Yeah, so he's a... Uh, yeah, and then next to him... Well, I couldn't, I couldn't miss this guy out. Chrissy Waddle. Can't miss him yeah. out. What a legend. <laughs> well, what a legend. Coming. Again, part of 91, part of 93, team that unfortunately got beat by Arsenal twice in two cup finals. Uh, we all know Chris, obviously, Geordie, played for Matt, means a legend in Marseille. Absolute legend. 
they love him over in France. Um, Mr. Pelletier, 1990 in Turin, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Never mind. Um, and then one of the strikers, so... Oh, oh, drink, oh, oh, what happened there? Sorry, guys. I apologise for that. Right. My phone call. So let's go left-hand side. We'll go Benito Carboni. Uh, part of the Italians oh, yeah. that invaded Hillsborough. Um, this is NE, mate. It's uh, one N, NE. Yeah, I can't, I can't, I can barely see that screen. So I'm glad Jake's uh, getting yeah. spelling right. right. Cheers, mate, yeah. for that. Played for Bradford, I think, and all, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Binetto yeah. played at Bradford and uh, he's been coaching Italy. I think he's Serie B, Serie C. Um, we'll link with Wednesday job a few times, to be fair. But obviously, Wednesday have gone down different routes, especially last season. Better go around, weren't it? And then yeah. other side. Well, Paolo Di Canio, you can't, you cannot put, you cannot not put him in. I mean, we, we all know Paolo Maverick come from Celtic with a big reputation. Obviously, we all know he pushed referee over it as well. Didn't help, yeah. it, didn't help. Uh, went on to West Ham, then went on to Lazio. I think he's now punditry in in Italy as well as we speak. And then the player. main, stra- the main, yeah, absolute legend of all different clubs. And then up front. The main striker, good old David Hurst. Uh, David Hurst, again, Wednesday legend, goal-scoring machine. Left under a cloud at Southampton. And as we know, his son did play for Wednesday. But again, left under a cloud. Uh, he's now at Leicester City. He was at Rugby United on loan last season. Didn't do that much, uh, which is a shame. But um, if he's half a player's dad is, then I'll play, sorry, half a player's dad was, and he'll, he'll do all right for himself. Um, who's going to be three subs then? Oh, that's going to be a question now. So, substitution-wise, I'd have a goalkeeper. That would be Kieran Westwood. Always been a good backup goalkeeper. Unfortunately, yeah. Kieran's left this season. So, another, another, trying to think. Picking my brains here. Trying to think. Number two subs will probably Andy Booth, striker Boothy. We all know obviously Bowie's Marders filled on Wednesday, but obviously it come to Wednesday with a big reputation. Did well to be fair. And then another one I would say would be trying to think, trying to think. Uh you know what? Let's put Carl Palmer on bench. I know I couldn't get him into my team, but we'll put him on bench for definite. Mm-hmm. And then you have to bet mind you, aren't you? Well, we could have we could He's have the we could have one from this season. There's been plenty going around it, Hillsborough management-wise. <laughs> but um, you've got to put big Ron Atkinson in there. Again, absolute <laughs> legend. <laughs> I mean, I could have had Tony Pulis. I could have had Danny Wilson. I could have had... Carlos. Uh, Carlos, David Pleat, Peter Shreves, just to name a few, but you've got Megson. to put big... You've got to... Oh, yeah, Gary Megson, but... Josh Lucas. Yeah, Lonzo Kai. Okay. <laughs> Just to name a few more. Um, who else we have? Tony, yeah, Tony Pulis, Gary Monk. But now it's got a big run, big run all the way. Yeah. Again, um, legend at Hillsborough. You're not good at asking to come back twice. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, obviously, again, took us to Wembley '91. Won, obviously, beat Man United. I know I keep harping about it, Ben, but that's why I think we're thankful, mate. We haven't won no else apart from that, <laughs> to be honest. I mean, I could have Paul Sturrock for me winning 05 at playoffs, but Sturrock, yeah. I think I think Big Ron do well with that team, to be honest. That's, that's my Wednesday 11 plus the three subs. I think it's not a bad team. I mean, obviously, the Wednesday fans will debate that and say, oh, you should put this player and that player in, but yeah, well, that's, what, that's my team. 
not, well, not many recent players, to be fair, I have to say as well. But then again, I'm not being controversial. Um, no, but the, I mean, you could have Jordan Rhodes in there. You could have had a few others from this season. Forest area was one I was going to mention. Maybe yeah, Forest area we're good, but I, I don't know. It, it, yeah. it went off ball a bit towards end, Jake. To be honest, but. I, I remember the Wednesday team in the 90s to just before we got relegated. Yeah. I went to as a kid what watching these players like Chris and David Hurst, Benito, Paolo, uh, and Des Walker. And I didn't see Chris, but they're the players I kind of reminisce about when Wednesday were good, when Wednesday were, were in better times than we are now, to be fair. Yeah. No, no fair play. And another one, well, what I. I'm going to question you on is Nigel Worthington. I mean, Nigel, defender. you know, you know what? I nearly, I nearly put him in instead of Dan Petrescu, mm. but I, I, I just, I just like Dan Petrescu as a player. He played well for Wednesday in early nineties. Always solid. I'd say just yeah, and I think his name's pretty cool, Dan Petrescu. I think that's pretty cool as well. To be fair, <laughs> you know, what I mean, it's something a bit different in it. To be honest, but yeah, Nigel Worthington would have been a good yeah. shout. One, one last shout from me, mate. It's a goalkeeper. <clears throat> now, Kieran Westwood, I agree with. I don't know Chris Woods, but Kevin Pressman. Kevin, again, I, I was split between Woodsy yeah. and Prezi, but yeah. I just think Chris Woods, obviously, England international, played from other club ranges as well. So, got a big soft spot for Chris Woods, to be fair. Yeah. Fair play. And last one from me is. Would it last one for me? Would it beat Sheffield United? All hands down, it would, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is um, Mikel Antonio. Uh, we to- yeah, Mikel well. Antonio did well, but he come... We... How can I put this very controversial? He come to us... Not not many people knew about him. He come to us and we made him, made him a little bit better than, than he moved on. But I don't think he's better than Chris Waddle, mate. I don't think he's better than John Sheridan. Absolutely nowhere near. Um, so about one more just come to me, Ed, just as a fairly an average one, but Marcus Tudgay. Marcus Tudgay. Or is that a mad play? way off? No, no, Marcus Tudgay wouldn't be thinking. I mean, scoring against Sheffield United a few times, oh, which was a bad yeah. thing. That goal was great. Um, but I just with just with David Hurst is Wednesday through and through. I mean, he worked club for just I think just short of ten years. Obviously, George is some play for Wednesday as well. And David is a, is a natural bone goal scorer, to be fair. But I think David deserves to be in my eleven to be fair with Marcus Tuggay. Um Darren Purse just come to me as well. Was he was he a long term player? Darren Purse, ex captain, played all right, passionate, but like Wednesday always said about Des Walker, and I get past our Des. Yeah. Airplane. That's uh, enough from me. <laughs> I think I think the only one I can remember what a lot of Wednesday lads used to go on. Is it Reader Reader Johnson? Yeah, he's just gone to Dover as a uh, assistant manager. I mean, Reader Re- Re- were in were in crowd, I think, when we got promoted to league to championship against Wickham in crowd, I do believe. Again, really good player, but as I say, like I said to, to Jake as well. I rem- I I'm off the with nineties team. I-, I grew up in nineties. I think watching them Wednesday teams at Premier League and beating like of Arsenal and Liverpool and 
them big clubs every week. I mean, I could be you know, front, I could put something called Mike, um, what's his name now? Matt, uh, De Greiser, ex Belgian international. He, he was a good player in the 90s, but again, David uh, David Hurst uh, just about does it for me, to be fair, every time. What an awful eleven that turned out to be. <laughs> I'm not going to comment on that. I'll, I'll let you have a bit of banter because you're nice. I'll, I'll let you have too much of fame. You know that. <laughs> hey, well, you said would it be anyone's uh, any United team? So give it. A you know bit. what? It, it, it'd be good to see if like your United team is my Wednesday. It'd be quite a good battle. That to be fair, it'd be decent. I think you mentioned a podcast. Happen. I think I think you mentioned a podcast about Masters football. I I do miss that. That oh, that were awesome. fantastic. Absolutely I mean, fantastic. Some, some, I mean, when team were days like Benny Carboni played and, and a few others, and you thought that's when Wednesday would that's when Wednesday had a good team. That's when fans used to go and shout and scream 50, 40, 1,000 Hillsborough every week. And, and as a Wednesday fan, that's what I miss because <laughs> you look at next season, guys, and we're in League One and we haven't got much money and we're 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 signing free agents. Well, we're trying to sign free agents and like you said, Jake, it's a big shame we're down there, but every biggest club goes through it. Like we mentioned, you Leicester, Forest, Leeds, Ipswich are there, Portsmouth are there, Charlton are there. We could be we could be here till nine, ten o'clock talking about it, but every <laughs> every team goes through it, big big clubs. And yeah. I'm I'm a comment about next season. I'm half and half. I mean, if we some fans will go, Oh, you're talking rubbish, oh, we'll get top six, we'll get playoffs, or we'll get top two. For me, it, it's just about uh, leveling off if we finish mid table so be it we, we can build for the season after and hopefully push on into coming years but yeah it, it's one of the things isn't it, it, it it's like we've all said end of the day three clubs go up three clubs go down and we finish rock bottom and in you know, all honesty we deserve to go down deserved it yeah yeah Ben Ben's agreeing. He's laughing. I know he. I know he's laughing, sniggering it back. I know he would. He loves it. It's not. It's not been a good year for Sheffield football. It's, it says it all. It's the, null, the null and void of Sheffield FC. who were flying the flag when we got Wednesday night. Have gone down. And Rotherham as well. You mm. could add on to that. Yeah, I think I think South Yorkshire's suffering. Apart from Barnsley, at minute flag, flag on there, as you say in Sheffield itself, it's suffering. But like every great city. It, it'll bounce back and Wednesday will bounce back United will bounce back Sheffield Club they'll they'll hopefully get in a good run and get up some division but I don't think for FC they want to do that I think they're happy where they are not spending beyond the means and I think new when this new, nice. oh I was back. you've just took it in their mouth yeah. when, when that right, new ground gets done I'll, I'll be there knocking on saying please let me in because I'll, I'll be going there um, I think it's great that Sheffield's got a, an, an, another historic club over the new ground LFC, same again with curtailment. But let's hope Touchwood next season, everything's back to normal and fans can go to games and cheer and shout the players and the, and everything else that goes with it. And let's hope we can have a, a normal season with normal things happening, really. Let's hope yeah. so. Yeah. Fingers crossed, mate. For Absolutely. Sure. Get some normality back. That's the word, isn't it? Normality. And I hope, I hope it'll come sooner rather than later. Yeah. Just lucky Belgium and Portugal are nil nil, by the way, at the moment. <laughs> right. So, who do you think will win that, by the way? Who do you think will win that game tonight? Any ideas? Well, that's hard. That is, that is hard. So, I, I think it could be a penalty shootout. 
I think Belgium win extra time. Yeah. Belgium, 2-1. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's like to argue with you, mate, but for this occasion, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Right, so what we're going to do, one last thing, just before we go, who's going to win the Euros? Oh, what a question. I think it's the team we're watching now. I think Belgium will win it. Okay. But England England will be close. How close? Final. Runners up. Yeah. Okay. I still think whoever beats France, they're going to have the medals around the next, me personally. Good shout. I do. We'll see. Well, if you saw the podcast when we did the um, England Best Eleven with Sean and Luke, I also said we would be runners up. And I think now we're in the round of the 16 and Netherlands just lost the Czech Republic. It's opening up, it's the, it's opening up for us to get to the final. It's just now we've got to take it game by game still. And we've still got to beat our one of our biggest rivals on the world stage, Germany. And if we if we do that, by all means, with the Wembley crowd, I know of the quarterfinals, we we won't be playing at Wembley, which playing would be Rome. In. I think playing Rome, I think it's Ukraine or Sweden. Yeah, Ukraine. But if we beat them in semi-finals, finals, both at Wembley, yeah, we've got a great chance. Especially if we have to say the finals, sixty thousand is it? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, I, I have to say one thing though about the. Uh, Creativity in the England team. We've scored two goals in three years. We're not letting in, which is very good. Mm. One thing we've got to remember is Harry Kane was top scorer at the 2018 World Cup. But if you remember what system he was playing then and what system he's playing now, could that be the answer? It, to be honest with you, though, Harry Kane, he, he looks he looks knackered, guys. He look he looks he looks yeah. like he's had a season and a half. Obviously, a lot of obviously most teams have had a season and a half condensed into one and he, just, he just, I think he's frustrated. He's not. He's coming so. He's coming so deep for ball that then there's no way playing off. Yeah, him. and you're like right. And I think obviously there's questions about his future as well, which must yeah, be pointing off. Help. Like at Spurs, yeah. he had um, some men. He had Gareth Bale playing alongside him, or in behind him, or up, up in front of him. So he had some he had players to play off. And I don't yeah. think with England, he's got that. I mean, there's Sterling, there's Rashford, just to name two. There's a, a few more like Mason Mount getting up there, but yeah. We'll see. Like I say, the biggest obstacle is tomorrow. Not tomorrow, sorry, Tuesday against Germany. If we yeah. beat if we beat Germany, then we can start thinking, you know what, Sweden or Ukraine, we can have a go. But if we get beat, then you might as well drop curtains now and, and pull blinds down. Yeah. We'll see what happens. So we, we, we can definitely beat Germany, I think. We've got a great yeah. chance. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. We've got to start like, like Czech Republic. Start well, start quick, get yeah. ball to Serling, get ball into Kane, get ball into other players, and let's see what happens. Let's just take it to him and see how far we get. Let's 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 get behind the players at Southgate pits. I, I, yeah. I personally wasn't disappointed Saka was in the team. I know he's a good player, he's a very good player. Honestly, you've got to put some respect on his name, and he mm. delivered brilliantly he did. in that game. Quick, pacey, skillful, good good football in brain. He's only 19. Yeah. I'd like to I'd like to see Jude Bellingham get a chance though. Mm. And, yes. and oh, forget Jane Sancho. They both play yes. in Germany. They both that play could be in interesting one. It could, it could be his game. This. Yeah, it could be his game. This Sancho inside inside knowledge. 
you've got it. You've got to tap into the brains. You've got to say, look, yeah. you're playing Germany. You play against these national players. What can we do to beat them with your knowledge? To me, you're playing both, or at least give one a start, bring other one on. I mean, I know Sancho's going to my United, I believe, 77 million quid. Do you, do you think he's worth that, really? 77 million for an English international? It's hard, isn't it? But... <laughs> Funny thing is, though, Man City will get some of that from the sell on fee, so they're doing City a favour. They'll they get are. a percentage. I think it's about 10 20%. Cheers, mate. You just paid yeah. for Harry Kane. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cheers, Ollie. Oh, we can see Pet Guy. Oh, money coming in. Oh, cheers, Ollie. Be nice for them, that. But um, I mean, we, we could sit and debate about how much English players are worth. We could be there all night talk about that. But yeah, I think I think teams like Sweden, Ukraine, Czech Republic, there's definitely players out there who are are coming to it far now, which I think English English teams will have a look at and think, you know what? Say they're getting X player, might get a, a player from over there because it's because he's cheaper. cheaper. He yeah. he might he, he won't be well known then, but he kind of is now because he's playing at yours. He's got a grand stage to to play on. Yeah, Patrick Schick will get a big money move to the Premier League next season. <laughs> what, <laughs> a player, what a player! He, or, that or, goes or, to a, or to a big Spanish club, yeah. Yeah, that, that goal is going in Scotland. That were that were fantastic. I mean, he, he's taken one look and gone, right, marsh off his line, let's try it. And he's, I think, a bit... He's joint top goal scorer, I do believe, with Ronaldo at the minute. Yeah. Depending yeah. on what happens tonight, but... They scored yeah, tonight, I think, yeah. Yeah, he did. Cracking goal again. I think he's, like you say, Jake, Spain, Germany, England. Yeah. They'll be all vulturing around him, definitely. I think Slavia Prague will make a killing. <laughs> right. We don't we'll, take we'll... them lightly, that's what I'll say. <laughs> yeah right we'll wrap it up there mate and awesome yeah we'll, we'll go and see what the results are of the final game well of tonight anyway yeah well, so guys thanks for your time again much appreciated yeah. um, thank you for coming on again mate yeah if thank you, you wanna, mate fantastic if you ever want any third go at it give me a shout always welcome to contribute and talk more football and you never know, by the time the Cambodian team might win a few games, it might be up there so they stay in relegation in face, but we'll see. <laughs> right. Thanks for coming on, mate. Cheers, guys. Appreciate Cheers, your time. Thank Take you. care. Look after yourself. Take care. Take care. Cheers.